I am an artist living in beautiful Vermont, USA, and I have a lot of questions. So I engage the minds of the people that I meet, poets, writers, artists. I explore what's inside and share it with you. My name is Ricky McGeckrin, and I am eager to know. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Eager to Know. I am very excited about this episode of the podcast because I have an incredible opportunity to be involved with a set of movie makers who are right in the middle of the movie making process. And the movie is being was filmed and is being made right here in Bellows Falls. So my guests today are Colin Kimball and Alex Stradling. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> perfect. All right. Is, some people say Starling, Sterling, Straddling. You know, it's, it just goes on and on and on. But yes, no, you did it. You, you did it justice. All right. So Colin is the uh, writer and co-director of the movie Death of Me. Yep. And um, Alex is the co-director and producer of Death of Me. And um, this is kind of a unique situation for the three of us because these guys are uh, responsible for uh, putting on my Fact TV show. So normally they're <laughs> over there on the other side of the window, and now I'm happy that you are on this side. Um, so I want to start with you, Colin. Um, you wrote this story, the screenplay. Um, I know that it is um, kind of a serious, um, dark topic, um, is that accurate? And where did the idea or inspiration come for you to write this? Oh, yeah. So I started writing it, I believe Facebook said I started writing it six years ago because it popped up as a memory on there. And, um, yeah, when I started writing it, I think one of the thoughts that went into it was, I just want to make something really dark and edgy and emo because I love that type of stuff. Then, uh, then of course, you have to find a topic, so I'm like, Let's uh, pull from stuff in my life, and then we kind of expanded upon that, turned it into just a mental illness, how one talks to oneself, and this big production of the inner workings of someone's mind. Now, had you had experience of putting things on paper or writing plays or um, with ideas that you've had in your head? Had that been a creative outlet? For you in the past? Um, you know, as a child, I always had creative writing class, and I did fairly decent in those. Um, when I started working here, that's when I had to start writing things for, like, if we're doing a short um, promotion for an upcoming event, sometimes you might have to write a couple of lines to throw in there, be like, or even if I'm working with someone like you, I might say, hey, for your intro, why don't we change it up a little bit and change the phrasing to make this work, or just uh, editing a program without writing actual words on paper, you sometimes have to write the storyline okay. of what's happening inside the video. Okay, so this was inspired by the feeling of wanting to put something dark out into the world, and then you had to look inside yourself to find um, something inside you that matched that intent, is, is that accurate? It, it, was, uh, it was more of a two birds, one stone situation where I decided I wanted to write something, and then I also had the story inside me that wanted to be told. Okay, so tell me about, tell everyone about the story. The uh, story is just uh, really dark. It's about mental illness, depression, self-hatred, self-harm, that type of thing. Um, 
the fun part of the story is instead of being a story where a character walks around a room and talks to people, whatever, this takes place all inside the main character's head where she only talks to herself. So it's looking more at the inner workings inside someone's mind while bad things happen to them on the outside instead of watching the bad things happening to them. Interesting, interesting. So that sounds like a unique take on um, on the topic of mental illness. It just seems like a good way to communicate what the feeling of depression is like to people who may not experience it, to go inside the mind to show what it's like in a metaphorical sense, at least. Yeah. Do you feel like you were, at least, I know you have not, the movie hasn't, isn't out yet, um, based on where you are and the footage that you have recorded or filmed, um, do you feel like you're on track to be ex expressing to the world what you feel that depression would be like in this in this movie? Uh, I, th I think we're hitting it. It's, you know, it's hard to say for sure, but uh, people on set were being like, oh, I feel that just okay. from the recording in between, you know, 30 second takes. They were like, oh, that one hit hard. And then I start piecing it together in the editor, especially some of the final scenes, the climax of the movie. I'll be watching them and then I get worked up and be like, oh, I wrote this and this is still shocking and surprising and deep for me who made it up. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it like for you to have your what was in your head being filmed and uh, performed by actors and having all of these you know because when you're making a movie it's like a team of people um, can you describe what that's like that sound I've never experienced anything like that I mean I do a painting and mm -hmm. it's like on a canvas this is you have a team of people um, intimately involved with your creative output well, there's two layers to that. The first is just something I wrote with all these people on it, yeah? And that's, that is tough. You got a lot of people giving feedback on the day, being like, oh, she said that a little funny, or oh, that camera looks a little funny. And, you know, just as the writer and co-director, I don't have full control over the lights. It's not my project to begin the Groot effort to tell the story I wrote. So you'll have Alex be saying, we should do it this way. You'll have the DP being like, can we do the lights like this? I think it'll look better. And you have to try and work all together to make the best product possible even though it's not always what I had in my head when I wrote it down hmm. but the second layer of that is it's based on me hmm. so there's a lot of emotional stuff inside the story that is from inside of my heart and then that's on view for everyone to see and that gets really awkward at times yeah I'm sure I'm sure like all of your stuff is out there oh yeah it's it's something yeah. else right so Alex what was you were the, the co-director and the producer um, what was your experience in working on something of this subject matter? Um, I know a lot of what you do is very technical. Is, is that correct um, as producer? Uh, um, yeah, producer and director. Yeah, sometimes it's technical, but yeah. it's, it's, it's creative. I've, I've done um, over 25 short films uh, since I've been making films. Okay. in high school so it's a very creative process um, not only as director co-director uh, producer a little bit of writing so I, I mean so in terms of the uh, script of death of me you know I take a look at the script I gave Colin pointers in terms of you know where did the story needs to go the basic arc of the story uh, connected me to the story is that um, the character journey is you know how I feel like audience or anyone else can relate to it is we can all relate to treating ourselves like garbage right um, and 
and and so the journey of that is to kind of a reflect like how you know we treat ourselves so badly and we're so unforgiving about who we are inside that that's a journey that we all need to take and whether or not we you know come out okay on the end of that is is sort of the uh the question of that and i also i also could relate to the two characters um and the way they banter with each other because i also have a, a twin brother so uh, most people mm. most people have a have a different take but you know when you take a look at yourself in the mirror okay think about all the positive things you're telling yourself <laughs> and i mean that facetiously but now we, we, when you have a twin brother you see every flaw and everything that you hate about yourself in 3d okay so is this an identical twin brother we're we're, we're ident identical and it's it's nothing i mean again I'm, i love my twin brother so mm -hmm. but i mean again you know that relationship or you know we have a complicated relationship yeah. uh obviously because you know you're um you know you have someone that that acts and talks the same way you do and a lot of the things that you don't like about yourself you display yeah. or treat that person <laughs> in the way you you would so so there's that aspect of the film and i think that was a journey i i, I changed the end i wanted to i wanted the journey uh and we won't tell people but i wanted it to have a a, a moment of grace and a moment of you know it's not going to be so definitive in terms of what happens at the end of the film so okay uh, and I because that's the message I wanted people to sort of take it's I think this isn't a message but you know the idea is you know how you know you want to walk away from the film do I how 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 do I treat myself yeah is it is it healthy the way I treat myself that, that's the only question I don't want to we're not making this film to tell people about uh, suicide or anything like that it's okay. to walk away from this journey and to question your own self in terms of uh, do I tr am I am I overly critical of myself? You, you know, do I have a good relationship with myself, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. it sounds like a, the way that you're this is being constructed, where it's about inner dialogue. Yeah, that sounds like such a great way to explore that topic. Yeah, uh, because I I know you hear a lot about people um, comparing their insides to other people's outsides, and and I think there's this what we tell ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves um, are obviously very powerful um, and they're not usually you don't know what's going on in, inside of somebody's head the you know the other night I, I'd met somebody for the first time and I had been talking to them for a good like 10 minutes and they made some comment about how which seemed kind of odd because I just met them that how calm I seemed and I said to him, well, no, like inside my head, I'm not calm at all. Yeah. Like it's like there's all sorts of stuff going on. Apparently I am showing as being calm, but I'm really not. Um, and so I think that there's a lot that you don't know what's going on with people. Um, and so this, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing this. What is the, the time? Like where are you in the process and what is the timing of the movie? Well, we're right in the middle of the uh, uh, we're in the middle of the process. So the stuff that we, we our main location was the Bellows Falls Opera House. We used the stage to create sort of like a sort of black void, uh, very minimal uh, type of set, sort of to create you know being in someone's mind. Mm -hmm. uh, so we shot half the scenes in there, and we still have well, about three quarters of the other scenes to film. 
we got like three scenes out of fifteen. Yeah. The film. So we got three. We scenes got most of the filming done. Yeah. So we're we've we've roughed it out, and uh, you know other things. We, you know we have to run the station and so on and so forth. So other things have come along, um, and uh, so we're done with, with the rough, and then we're going to be scheduling up to finish up the rest of those scenes based we're upon mostly done with the rough. Based upon the rough cut. So that's part of the, the like the filmmaking process is, uh, especially new filmmakers, uh, they don't they don't schedule in time or let people know to do to do reshoots or they feel bad about doing reshoots, and um, I I learned that I mean the first film I did I felt really bad that I might have to do reshoots and I refused to do reshoots because then you, you kind of take that, and then you know going through film school you know and going through later I mean that's just a common practice is having having those reshoots yeah. you know if, if you don't get a scene right there's many things that can happen on the set the actor could have had a bad day you know something personal or they just didn't get the performance you're you're you only have a location for a certain amount of time there could have been an airplane flying ahead or a train going by that that ruined the scene there, there could be many things that can happen that uh that um uh, ruin the scene in terms of technically or performance wise uh that you're just gonna have to reshoot, and that's just the, the nature of the project. So now I, I always, every project that I do since my first film, I always schedule in time for reshoots, and I don't feel bad about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't feel bad about with the erase. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. for this, it was always, you know, you do the rough cut. That's the best thing. Do the rough cut. See, okay, do you have the performance? Do you have the main storyline? What's missing? You know, if there's missing, is there certain scenes that just didn't, you know, hit it? And you know. If you plan ahead, then you can sort of re reshoot those and sort of you know, um, you know, re correct those things that maybe not might may or may not be working. So it's a process throughout. So okay, and what are, approximately when are you targeting for this to be available for people? We to... were in November, but it's gonna it looks it's uh, looks like sometime in March when we'll have it finished. March twenty twenty four. March and April, we'll more, uh, we'll probably do the premiere of the Opera House and then be able yeah. to release that. So. Well, sounds sounds very exciting. Um, this sounds like this is going to be very important to people when they see it. I hope so. Yeah, so that's great. Well, congratulations on everything that you've done so far. You know, congratulations for you to be have your, you know, creative ideas being expressed like this. That's incredible. That's a really wonderful um, thing to be to. Um, I'm very envious. That's mm -hmm. that's wonderful. And congratulations on. And you working on another film? You said this is your twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be after this. We're going to be doing two feature films after this. So, uh, going to be the same workshop environment. Um, so we're just kind of sort of moving up and moving forward. All you know, local actors, the local stories that sort of deal, you know, locally, you know, around here, uh, so on and so forth. I, I did want to touch upon, you know, when you said, "What is it like?" you know, when you, you write something or you're creating something, you're working on something and then it sort of finally comes to, or almost comes together, you know, because there's, you're planning pre-production and there's production where it's sort of, it's sort of coming into reality. Yep. And then there's the editing where you're kind of the final phases of writing and crafting the story. But yeah, the set is always exciting, you, the, the, the first scene, because, you know, as a producer or a director, you're kind of planning all these different resources to come in and sort of, create this what's in your head you kind of have it's a kind of a give or, give or take you know you have this idea in your head then you have the logistical realities of what you have in in front of you so whether you know 
the type of actors that you have, the, the resources that you have available. But it's always exciting for me the first time when when things come together and you're seeing, okay, now there's actual some physicality, some reality to this to this thing that was an idea in, yeah. in your head. And then it's nerve-wracking as you're going through the process, as as he was saying. I mean, there's all these these different people, and then you know you're kind of trying to navigate what the vision is between what other people's visions are. It's definitely a collaborative process. I've learned a long time ago. I mean, every time when you do your first film, you sort of you sort of hold on to this sort of vision, mm -hmm. and you and and you're like you stick to it, like it's it can't change. Mm -hmm. That's not reality. Right. That's not the reality of filmmaking. Of anything. You have to be you have to be able to take that vision, let it go, as long as it sort of keeps the core of the emotional core of what you're feeling mm. about it, and then just adapt mm. to allow that thing to be able to congeal together in different in different ways. So um, and then you, you if you if you if you open up and adapt and let things flow a little bit, then uh, then surprises can happen and actually those are the most exciting moments on set is when something you didn't expect because you prepped and you did everything comes along but it just works you yeah. know what i mean so that opens you up to that but um, yeah, i think staying a little loose uh, uh, allow, allows not for too loose so you don't have anything but a little right. loose enough where it's you're not you're not constraining yourself to the realities you have to pro pro troubleshoot too you know you may only have you only have these resources in this amount of time. Yeah. You may have to change just because because of that reality. And that if, if you're open, you could come up with something better than yeah. what you originally had. So, well, great. Well, thanks for hanging out with me on this side of the wall yeah. today. <laughs> this is great, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, is it the death of me or death of me? I wish I knew. Okay. It's, it's whatever anyone says. It's going to be death of me. Death, death of, of me. me. Yeah. Okay. Death of yeah. me. Okay. Well, I look forward to, um, you know, when you have the premiere and all of that. It would be very exciting. So thanks again for hanging out with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, Ricky. My name is Ricky McGeckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.